What's up, everybody? You're listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast, episode 37. Hello, everybody. This is Rob. This is Mark. Hey, guys. This is Rich. What's going on? Episode 37. Can you believe it? That seems so weird. I know. I know. Are you still on your phone and at your computer? My computer's back in the shop. Apparently, there's a corrupted Windows update, which is Windows is not recognizing my webcam. Apparently, three other computers came into their store just like it after mine. So hmm. did they give you a lead time? Uh, probably next week. He said that they just have to restart my hard drive and reset some things. And I'm like, you literally just did that. You just put a new one in. They're not going to charge me anything, even though I feel like I should tip them something since they're doing a whole bunch of diagnostic stuff and trying to figure it out. So essentially you're going to have a brand new computer. I had a brand new computer essentially. <laughs> like yeah. it was amazing. Like the thing started, I've never had a, a computer that fast. Like, turn the power button on, it's ready to go in less than 10 seconds. Like, as a Windows product, that's never happened for me. That's kind of like my uh, my uh, work computer. Hit the I mean, power button and it flies on. It It's really, it was really nice. It's just, it just didn't recognize my webcam. Ooh. He's He did all the steps I did. He's like, it's like it's not even being recognized. So if it happens again, because he can't tell me what to look out for, I'm like, is there some sort of update I need to avoid for a while? And he's like, I can't even tell you that. So if it happens again, I'm not having them reset my hard drive again. Luckily, I don't have too much on there because they just gave it back to me. So I will go buy a, an exterior webcam if I have to, if it happens again. Like, screw yep. all that nonsense. So, yes, I'm once again on my phone, and I will avoid sitting at the desk so I don't upset Rich by rubbing my desk. <laughs> I'll just sit here and rub my leather. Right. You ever rub your leather, Mark? Um, No. <laughs> I don't have any rubber to – I don't have any leather to rubber – to rub. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, your, uh, isn't your kitchen stool got some sort of pleather on it? No, it's wood. Well, I know. And that. right now, I'm sitting You'd rather rub milk some milk. wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sitting on my milk crate. <sighs> Need to get you an office chair, bro. Well, I mean, this works. Well, I will start off and tell you that I could not wait for this week to be over because Friday was what? The very premiere of WandaVision. WandaVision. I so did both, the, out. did both I, of the episodes come out on Friday or just one? Both. Okay. Two episodes premiered and I had it all planned I was going to get off work. I was going to go to my pizza place that I go to every Friday. They know me by name. They know what I want. I pick up my two slices of pepperoni, came home, had it all laid out, had myself a woodchuck cider, two slices of pepperoni, and WandaVision was on. And I got to tell you, I absolutely, positively loved it. It well, was let's, awesome. Uh, let's it was let's rewind before we get into the old review of the show. Uh, what else happened since the last episode there, Mark Mazik? Did you get anything cool in the mail? Yes, I did. <laughs> I got an awesome <laughs> I got an awesome, awesome Christmas present from Rich and Kim. And it was my own sketch and my own drawing by our previous guests, one of our guests, Dave Ross, my favorite artist. He drew me a picture of my favorite West Coast Avenger, Mockingbird. And Rich and Kim had it framed for me for Christmas, and it is absolutely stunning. I tell you, it's the first thing I look at when I come through the door and I put down my book bag every day. I cannot believe. And he wrote, to my number one fan, Mark Mazik, Dave Ross. And he signed it. It's inked. And 
she is incredible. I cannot believe she's on my wall. And so you did stuff. post that. You did post that on the Facebook page, right? Yes. Yes. So everybody go drool over it. Dave, where'd you a, put? Where'd you put it? Right underneath my hush poster. Ah, okay. It's an awesome, awesome drawing. I can't believe that he drew her. You know, I mean, the last time he drew her, I think it was like 1994. Nice. You know, I think that I think that that was the last time he drew her, and she's just, I mean. His run on Avengers West Coast was my favorite time of that book. And I cannot believe that he drew her. He drew her so well, exactly like he used to. Like he just drew her yesterday and he hasn't lost his touch and he's just incredible. Uh, so way back when, after we had him on the show, I've been in contact with him ever since orchestrating this present and watching the progress. I want to say I really got the ball rolling and I want to say June or like late May, early June. Was yeah, I, I remember we touched base with him really early on in the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I want to say it was probably a week after the show and then we I bounced the idea off of him and then I finally got the ball rolling with funding it and uh, just we stayed in contact throughout the whole process. Him um, sending me updates and stuff and I got to see the progress of it and uh, let me just tell you that the Canadian Postal Service is a hell of a lot more quicker and reliable than the United States Postal Service because I got I got his tracking information and I wasn't supposed to get it till after Christmas and I got it the, the day before Christmas but then I had to you know wait to get a frame and everything and by the time I paid to have it shipped to Mark it was like, what was it? Like eight, nine days later before you nine finally got it. Later. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they're still, I think they're still backed up from, uh, to be honest, I think they're still backed up from the election. I think we had some stuff getting through the mail and they said they're still, towards the end of the year, they were still like two months behind. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, Merry belated Christmas, Mark Mazik. I'm glad well, you like it. And uh, I mean, it was, inc- I was not expecting that. I had no idea that that's what, it was and i can't thank you enough really it's a beautiful beautiful drawing i love it so much it's like addicting once you get like an original piece you kind of want to start thinking about the next one it's almost like a tattoo it is is because i went is this your next tattoo venture here rich (laughs) i went to i went to steve epting he was an artist on the avengers in the early 90s i went to his website to see about getting art from him. I went to George Perez. I went to um, John Byrne. And now I'm thinking about Alan Davis. I went to Jason Fabok. You know, I'm like, oh boy. Could you Mm -hmm. imagine if he drew Batgirl from me? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Your apartment's going to look like an art gallery. I'm an art collector. (laughs) Got to start with one piece. (laughs) I'm an art collector. It's what I do. I collect art. It's about the artwork for me. It's about the love. It's about the art. I'm about the art. You're going to have to start charging admission into your apartment there, man. I should, isn't that something? Well, before we dig into WandaVision, uh, I kind of wanted to backtrack on uh, our previous show when I was doing my DC Comics update. Well, it is official. The Future State storylines have started. And uh, I'm not collecting all of them. Uh, Basically, I didn't quite understand it when I originally put in my request for the titles I wanted to pull. Obviously, like I said, this is kind of like what it was going to be if they relaunched. So most of these issues are like annual sized issues with multiple books in them. So like, let's see, the next Batman has like five stories in it and uh, it's, it's pretty thick. It's like an $8 book. Um, 
there's a lot of good uh, writers in this. It's not my favorite, but it was good. One thing I wanted to call out that you fellows would appreciate uh, before the future state started, these books were coming out. This was the, I know I've talked about the death metal, but these are like the one shots that come through before the finale of it. And there was one particular story in this that I think you guys would find interesting. I'm yeah, not gonna, what's that? I'm not going to bore everybody with the details of it. Basically battle going on between the Batman who laughs, but there is one book in here about John Constantine and the battle he's got to have. And let's find the title of it. It is John Constantine and the arm in Armageddon blues written by one Matthew Rosenberg. Oh, wow. And it was probably my favorite one in this book like these this one again is almost like an annual to those who can't see this is one of the uh the last 52 war of the multiverses or the one shots from the death metal story arc but then again last week the detective future state issue came out dark detective and uh there was two stories in this one and one about uh, old, uh, Jim Lee's old Wildstorm, Wildstorm character, Grifter, and uh, also written by, by Mr. Matthew Rosenberg. Really good. So it's kind of cool to see him writing for DC. So I don't so know. So when did that start? I don't know. I don't, obviously now, right now, but um, we'll have to see if we can't uh, shoot a message to him and see what he's up to obviously writing for DC. And then the other one that I took a chance on, because I know it's not Alan Moore, but Future State Swamp Thing, number one. Mm. And I got to tell you, I really, really, really dug this. This is probably my favorite one out of the Future States that I've read, and I I recommend picking it up. Um, So again, I'm not collecting every title. This is only going to be for like a couple months. Um, and then DC will relaunch their, obviously their core titles again. So it's so, honestly like reading these, it's almost like a new, new version of Elseworld. It's like what would happen in these different like time frames and time periods. And so are they going to restart the numbers again? I don't believe so. No. So I don't know. It's uh, not my favorite. I'm not going to say um, it does have an Elseworld feel to it. So I'm trying to just like distance my feelings about it and just go through the motions and read the stories and see what I think about them. I was really pleasantly surprised with Swamp Thing. So that's a plus. You know, you can't, you don't, you're not going to know if you're going to like something unless you read it. Obviously, I'm not going to take two months off and not read any comics because I'm just not like that. But uh, Dark Detective is pretty good. Um, the next Batman is okay. I'm not really, I'm, I don't know. I'm not really digging it too much. Um, and then there's Superman. I have Superman of Metropolis, which Superman in this is Jonathan Kent. So Clark is not Superman in this and it's okay. Interesting. I, I put it at the okay factor. Um, so yeah. Uh, but Batman Catwoman, I think is coming out next week. Yes. So we'll have to this is number two. Yep, we'll have to read issue two. and. So how long is that series going? 12 that'll be, issues. That'll be 12 issues. You know what? Uh, speaking of which, I'm a little pissed off. I uh, purchased $7 Batman Mask of Phantasm, and then it's on HBO Max like a week and a half later. Uh, they, did, they did. At least drop. you'll have it. <laughs> right. 
they do have uh, the uh, they put the animated series up on there too now. Yeah, I got all that on DVD. So worst case scenario, I could plug that in. But I was like, are you kidding me? Literally, like two weeks later, you put this up because I searched. I searched that on HBO and it wasn't up there yet. Yeah, that's funny. Anywho. All right. So uh, any other comic stuff to talk about? No, I'm just excited about Batman Catwoman number two. I did. See I'm, uh, I'm looking a, forward uh, to that. I did see an article or like a, I don't know if it was an Instagram post or something. Here we go. Exclusive Harry Lennox confirms he's Martian Manhunter in the Snyder Cut. Finally, ah. it can be told Henry Lennox, or Harry, I'm sorry, I keep Henry. There's no in there. Anyway, Harry Lennox will be the Martian Manhunter in the upcoming event we have come to know as Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then there was like an interview of him talking to somebody. So it is official. The Martian Manhunter will be in the Snyder Cut. Nice. So that's pretty exciting. Trying to go back in time. When did it finally get announced that this was happening? Mm, I'm June? Not sure. Yeah, I think shortly before, I think uh, New York Comic Con would have been. I could gotcha. be wrong. So that's all the comic news that I've got, boys. So I did hear that uh, the one and only Kevin Smith has finished his first draft of Clerks 3. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Clerks Great. 3. I did read that post on Facebook. All right. WandaVision. WandaVision. So I will tell you, boys, I pushed play this morning and literally 30 seconds later had to shut it off because I had to go get my kids. <laughs> it, only would have the... been an, it only would have been an hour of your life. Well, the plate got broken. She put it back together and I had to shut it off. <laughs> so despite our conversation we're about to have, I will I will still go back and watch it. So just to let you know. Mark, why don't you give her your thoughts first? Me and Kim sat uh... down late last night and pressed play and she... Well, can you... Can you set this up? Can you set it up? Like, how'd we get here? So this is after the events of Endgame. Okay. What was their their story after Endgame as a refresher? Oh, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) We're very prepared for this show, people. Mark, I could ask you what what happens on Avengers West Coast number 19, and you would know, and you can't remember the events of Endgame. Yeah, Mark, what happened on Avengers West Coast number 19? Well, I just... Because Endgame is a movie. It's just different. It's I haven't seen it, I don't think, since it came out. But obviously, Vision died in Avengers Infinity War. Yes. And that really hurt. You know, obviously, Wanda was, was devastated. And so everybody kind of goes their own way in after Avengers Endgame. And this takes place after that. But we'll find out, I think, as the series goes on, it's nine episodes, what happens, I think, to her after Endgame, I think. I don't know. I'm just, you know, only two episodes in. But this does take place after Endgame. Um, and I thought the show was great. I thought it was very well written. I thought it was well paced. I was inspired to start acting just because of Paul Bettany and Liz Oll. <laughs> I thought it was so well acted. And so she was so articulate. She's such an articulate actress. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was, I thought she sounded great. I would tell you who I was most moved by was Catherine Hahn. She played the nosy neighbor Agnes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was awesome. Yeah, she was and funny. She was excellent. And I think that she's supposed to be Agatha Harkness. Okay. Who in the comic book is Wanda's mentor. Hmm. She's a real witch in the comic books, and she kind of trains Wanda to be a real witch. The Scarlet Witch trains her to hone her powers, and I think that's what her character's supposed to be. But, I mean, there were so many little um, 
Easter eggs in it. You know, we, we, that red helicopter with the sword logo on it, that, uh, the bee catcher that comes out of the sewer, um, when they were at the dinner table and she kept saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. And she says, vision, help him. It's like, she snaps out of it. And I thought it was great. And I cannot believe that they, I cannot believe that they brought to life Monica Rambeau. She was the girl, Geraldine, the black girl, Geraldine. Yes. Her character is Monica Rambeau, who you remember from the Captain Marvel movie. She was a little girl, Monica. Mm -hmm. In the comic books, Monica Rambeau was the first female Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, right. Right. She's also the only first and the only black female leader of the Avengers in the comic book. She was a leader of the, I mean, she took over for the Wasp and the Captain America actually nominated her to be leader. She was a leader of the Avengers for a long time. And then she was one of three female leaders. She was, it was her, the Wasp and Black Widow. They were the only three female leaders of the Avengers. And I cannot believe that she is going to be in this show. Monica Rambeau is her name. And so we got a chance to see a little bit of her. So Um, she didn't go by that in the show, right? Right. So she's going to become that. I, she, I think that's like her code name. Geraldine, I think, is like a cover. Okay. All right. So we've got to find out why these people are in that town. Okay. Yeah. You know? So we got to find out what this whole thing is about. So next week is, is, is a new, is the third episode, but I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a great, great show. I think it was well written. I thought it was well scripted and directed and well acted. And I just, I thought everybody did such a great job. And I think the first episode was kind of like a nod to Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. And I think the second episode was a nod to Bewitched. Mm-hmm. I can't lie to you, dude. Cause uh, once we watched it, Kim was like, this is, this has a really like, I dream a genie type of, <laughs> so she pulled up genie from the old Nickelodeon when we used to watch it uh, on, uh, I don't know, YouTube or something. And we watched a couple episodes of that and that was pretty funny. The thing that stood out to me was it had a very, I loved the fifties vibe to it. I like the black and white. Um, it had a very awesome Twilight Zone feel to me. Like, yes. especially when everybody is so, like, I don't want to say Stepford-wived, but, like... It's a good word. Y- you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everybody just seemed out there. But, like, not like not on the nose, but it was, I don't know. It, it felt like even the commercials that they were doing on the show was, I don't know. I really dug the 50s sitcom type atmosphere to it like you said the dick van dyke show it even had like a leave it to beaver type of like neighborhood mm-hmm. feel to it i liked the i just i liked the animation in it when vision swallows the gum and it's just like yeah it's just really cheesy kids animated cartoony and it was it was funny i liked it i was digging it and then on the you know in the background you can totally feel the all right what the hell's going on here like that's where I feel like the real like who's pulling the strings, what's the what's what's going on? I feel like I'm gonna be disappointed that it's only gonna be nine episodes. Like, are they gonna step on the gas? I feel like they haven't they didn't uncover a whole lot in two episodes, but who's to say that they're not gonna step on the gas and get it going? Obviously you don't wanna just, you know, reveal everything so quick, but I, I mean I caught myself waiting the six minutes of all the credits at the end to wait to see if there's some surprise at the end, but I didn't see anything. But right, I, I, yeah. I dug it. I dug it a lot. Rob, you should definitely check it out. It's a really quick, really quick watch. And I love well, what's her name? The the mom from that seventies show was on it. Yeah. You well, know, I like the- um 
I, I like the mid-century modern look of things, so I was excited to see that that's where, like, it was taking place in the 50s, so I was intrigued. I just got to get those kids. So, I mean, it well. was just like Stepford Wives with, uh, uh, what was it? Brady Bunch, Leave it to Beaver, what? Not Brady Bunch, but Leave Twilight it to Beaver, Zone. Twilight Zone, and, um, man, it was just good. It was really good. There was another show that was coming to mind, but I, I'm drawing a blank here, but it was definitely definitely good i like the i like the quick 30 minutes like it it i don't know it, it it really flowed really really well paul bettany was awesome i just i like how they went back and forth of him just like a regular person and vision and it was it was good i liked it i think that they i think it's good that they put those easter eggs in it every episode because for example I was watching it, I was following it, and I was following it. And then when they're all at the dinner table in the first episode and he starts to choke and she says, stop it, stop it, stop it. That's when I got goosebumps because it's like they're trying to ease into us like what's really going on here. Truman Show, just, that's what I was trying to think Truman of. Truman Show. Show, like you can tell yeah. like the cameras are on them and what's going on, yeah. And then she's like, Vision, help him. And then so it's like she snaps out of it into reality, knowing what the vision can do. And then they go right back into their roles. And then in the second episode, when they're <clears throat> over the radio, they're like, Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you? It's almost like it is like a Truman show because at the end of the first episode, we see them phase out and we see the person watching them through a camera. Mm-hmm. So we got to find out how Wanda got in that situation. What do you think the bee? What do you think the beekeeper guy is? I think he is somebody who probably snuck in. Okay. And she, I think he's somebody who snuck into wherever she's at, and she said no. And she's almost like they, they're giving a clue as to how she can warp reality because in the comic books, in the House of M storyline, I believe she she says no more mutants. And she gets rid of like 95% of the mutants. Like, so she has the ability to warp reality. And I think that's a kind of a nod to that. Okay. So I think that the beekeeper guy, he's a sword agent. And I think that he was sneaking into or trying to get into wherever she was at. Did you see the watch commercial with the Hydra logo on it? Yes. And then you see the first commercial was with Stark. Yep. So it was Stark toaster. It was Stark who, if you remember in Avengers, in Avengers Age of Ultron, that blew up where her and Pietro, her brother, were living. Mm-hmm. And then it was Strucker who performed the experiments on her and her brother that gave them their powers. So I think that what I pieced together is that whoever that guy in the bee suit was, was trying to sneak in and she said no. And then that rewounded back to where she they realized she was pregnant. It's almost like this is her fantasy, so she doesn't want it to end, kind of thing. I gotcha. Okay, I'm following you. Um, what's Sword? Sword is a secret organization, but it's like Shield, but in space. Okay. So they kind of monitor all the extraterrestrial, outer dimension, alien stuff. So were they involved with Captain Marvel and all that? I believe at the end of Captain Marvel, you the end credits, you see Nick Fury in space. I think he's at a sword space station. Okay. All right. Hold on one second. Let me just look that up. Okay. Ah, okay. I was right. Uh, okay. So, I mean, this is from comicbook.com. In the comic, SWORD stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. And it's basically SHIELD in outer space. Man. I'm so good. I'm You're so, so good. good. But let's I'm let's so just good. circle back to originally. What is Avengers West Coast 19? <laughs> oh, that's when Mockingbird faces the Phantom Rider. See? 
See, he's still got it. I still got it. I'm so good. Issue number seven. Ultron uh, returns and attacks. I can tell you the cover is um, Wonder Man in between two Ultrons and they're fighting, but that's when uh, Hank Pym tries to kill himself. Good Lord. I'm really good. <laughs> I can't even stand it. I can't West even Coast, stand it. West Coast 22. They're in the Old West. They get teleported back in time. And that's what, yeah, they get teleported back in time to the Old West to like 1817 or some shit. How this, many times have you read West Coast? This has not been edited, people. Like, he is literally pulling this out of his ass. He knows when, his West Coast right. Avengers. <laughs> How many times have you read the entire series? Um, Once. Once, but I go back and pick certain issues here and there. that I Okay, so when did Dave Ross get on the title? I think like 72. I think 71 or 72. Okay. Because it wasn't 69. I remember 69. I remember 70. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like 71, 72. Nice. Nicely done. Well done, sir. So, but yeah, S.W.O.R.D. is basically like S.H.I.E.L.D. in outer space. And we're just going to find out what's really going on here. I mean, I don't know how this is. I'm so, I'm like on this edge of my seat trying to figure out, anticipate how it's going to end. You know, with this last episode, season nine, because Scarlet Witch is also going to appear in Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. So mm-hmm. she's going to be in that as well. Um, she could bring in mutants now that she can, you know, she may be able to, you know, since we don't know yet, but she could possibly be altering reality and bring in mutants. We don't know, you know. So I'm just so like, boy, I wonder how this is all going to turn out. But Monica Rambeau. I've seen pictures of her. Apparently, she's an agent of S.W.O.R.D. Okay. So she's played by Tiana Parrott, who is a brilliant actress. She did an excellent job. Especially when she ended up in the uh, magic cabinet. Yeah, that was funny. So I, I, I really, WandaVision, it was just... Uh, and plus, it's been over a year since we've had anything from the MCU. Yeah, that's hard to believe. They ran out of gas. <laughs> Nope, they initiated phase four. So uh, in other news, it is, I don't know when we're going to publish this, but this is uh, Martin Luther King weekend. Mm -hmm. I believe um, it'll be now um, 24 years since we uh, launched our comic club in our basement in 1997. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. We did it on a Monday, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, because we didn't have any school. Did I spend the night that weekend? Must have. I mean, you spent the night almost every weekend. Oh shit! That's I believe funny. it was. I believe it was ninety seven. Am I right, or was it ninety eight? It was ninety seven. That's funny that you say that. Do you still remember that? I just remember it was Martin Luther King weekend. Really? I think it was. I'm trying to think. It's. Yeah, either, I'm, I'm drawing a blank whether it was ninety six or whether it was ninety seven or ninety eight. I think it was ninety eight because we were in eighth grade. No, but we were also <laughs> freshmen in high school. <clears throat> 98 that's correct true. it was 98 99 when we were in, so it was 97 all right 97 yep so that will be 24 years fellas rmr comic club 24 years ago <sighs> all right any other news to talk about i think it was 98 <laughs> hey, uh, our rmr comic club shirts say established 97 god damn it so because whitney's album the my love is your love album came out november 17th 1998 that yeah, would have so. been almost a year later though this would have been in January. It was ninety-seven. I think it was January of ninety-eight. Rich, when did uh? When no, was, uh... no, 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 no. Because freshman year, that was freshman year of high school. So I think it was ninety-seven. That's what I'm telling. That's what I'm saying. Rich, what, when did uh? When did uh? Superman split into red, blue? Oh God. Wasn't that ninety-seven or was it ninety-nine? Find out. I feel like it was ninety-seven to ninety-nine. 
I feel like it was kind of been 99. I love 1999. That was such a good year. The <laughs> year I started. 1999. It was the year I started a Big Bear. I mean, I just remember people, I remember our parties and. Yeah, go- before responsibility. Parties and, you know, movies at Northland Mall and going to Northland Mall. And uh, that 1999 was such a good year. I still remember Mark would have his khakis on and his quarter sleeve the most controversial shirt. event in recent comics history took an unexpected turn in december 1997 as the new costume superman's strange energy energy based powers led to fundamental changes in the hero's very identity and introduced two new characters to the superman mythos dc comics launched superman red and superman blue so i uh, 97 of December. God, it was an awful storyline. Big mistake. <laughs> well, it was like from one mistake to another. It was like not only did you alter the costume, but then you turn him into a twin. Yeah. yeah. I take that back. So I said that at the end of Captain Marvel, it was actually the, at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. The end credits where Nick Fury is on a sword base. Okay. So it wasn't oh. Captain Marvel. It was Spider-Man Far From Home. Did that okay. take place after Endgame? Yes. Far From Home? Gotcha. Yeah, Far From Home was after Endgame. Yes. Mr. Masick. So I uh, I put up my Batman shirt on the Facebook page. I saw like five people liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a new uh, 35% off at the uh, Public website, so I might have to go find uh, Series 1 or try to find some Superman movie cards, T-shirts. I, I just bought that. a shirt from Public yesterday. What'd you get? Vision. Did you? Yeah. Because I have one of... I have two of Scarlet Witch and have one where the comic the top corner of the comic box yeah a vision and Scarlet Witch and now I have a vision I got it in green nice match him so it's on its way and the thing is I don't know if you guys specifically do this but I have particular I have a set of shirts that have the comic box you know with the faces in the box yes there's one particular artist that does it really well so I have about six shirts from him so I go to like, you know how you click on a shirt and you see who it was designed by? I click on that person's name and I go to that, that person's page. Nice. And nice. that's why I get, that's how I do it. Yeah. Cause you could be lost on that site for hours. Right. So I kind of go, whoever I buy a shirt from, I just write that person's name down. And I, whenever I go to T public, I go search for their page first because obviously i like their shirts so i'm gonna see if i can get more from them so i bought a lot of shirts from this particular guy nice yeah so i uh i did purchase myself i believe i sent you guys a photo of it uh it was a batman hoodie um celebrating the 80th year obviously last year but uh actually no that would have been 19 uh so that's in the wash i'm getting ready to wear that for the first time but that was a nice little cole's gift card pickup for the holidays so Nice. Get that online or actually in the store? Uh, online. They actually have a lot of Batman stuff on their website. They just have like the random t-shirts in the store. But uh, I was surprised that they had a, that much um, selection. So Nice. So uh, I want to say last week, Witten upgraded the uh, television in the living room so that the kids could play their uh, old school retro video games that we grew up with down in their playroom. So I rewatched Batman Begins and Dark Knight on monday and tuesday and besides his voice like the movies definitely stand up they Mm -hmm. are they are excellent i just thought i'd throw that out there yeah i do want to watch uh 
I think I told you on the last episode when we kind of backtracked from uh, 84 and then we started watching everything from the Man of Steel and then we watched, uh, <clears throat> we did not watch Batman Begins, but we did watch um, The Dark Knight. I need to watch The Dark Knight Rises. Um, Probably my favorite. The first one, I didn't, you know, I didn't like Dark Dark Knight Rises was my least favorite of the two. Really? Yeah, Dark Knight, hands down. Two-Face. Dark Knight is too Joker. long. Oh, no. Joker, come on. I just remember Dark Knight being the most anticipated Batman movie I think I've ever seen. Like, I remember yeah. being super stoked about Batman Begins because we are just waiting on that franchise to launch after the Clooney debacle. But I just remember there just being so much hype. And then, obviously, he died in, like, what, January or something of the year it was to be released. Yeah. So there was even more hype about it. I just remember really being psyched about dark Knight. um i was watching some uh youtube like you know extra credit stuff on uh the the whole entire nolan trilogy and did you know that the guy who played scarecrow originally auditioned for batman Batman. yes i did know that yeah i did (laughs) it's like what yeah i read that yeah yeah and i guess christopher nolan liked him so much that he pitched to the production house that he wanted him to play crane so i'm glad he did he was yeah it's a good pick so, he did look good in the cowl though i think i saw some footage of him and his like <laughs> well they did all the screen tests in the in the batman and robin or the batman forever or batman and robin costume from warner brothers and it was really awkward but <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad was so pretty bad. yeah i might watch rises here in the next couple of days when i'm off work so. Although I will say, I did actually, in the, in the interest of rewatching things, I forgot about WandaVision, and I began The X-Files again last night. Oh, man. My goodness. My goodness. I think I remember saying this when I, Be- Becky got me, like, the, remember the Ultimate X-Files collection on yes. DVD, like, 10 years ago or something? And it was not David Duchovny and Juliet Anderson's best acting. <laughs> Let's just say they definitely got better with time. But uh, I did actually also watch, uh, I think this will be my third time watching Band of Brothers, which was. I just watched that uh, probably the second week of December this past past month. So I uh, I didn't bust out the Blu-ray. I just watched it on HBO Max. But that one I, I do think is. It's better than the Pacific, but I'll probably give the Pacific uh, another watch. So Band of Brothers. Sorry puts me uh get, i i lose it by the end of that yeah. i always end up breaking down and crying <laughs> yeah they they definitely get you with what's that? what's that you know david duchovny is in his 60s yes i think he was in his 40s when he started x files i was like I, I was watching an interview from a couple of years ago he said he was 62 i was like 62 i was like what dude he something like I remember it was because um, he did Californication like right after X-Files. And then he just looked like he aged like 20 years in like a two year time. Like, because I remember he went back and did the X-Files after Californication. I was like, man, he's looking old. Like, what happened? I actually liked those relaunches. Those are like six episode X-Files that were on a few years ago. I thought those were pretty cool. Um, I never, I never watched Past the Bridge. Uh, I think they had a second season. And then they, they did. did like six more and it was, it was, there were some really good episodes there. I um, enjoyed it. It was better than that trashy ass second movie they came out with. That was just awful. Oh, well, speaking of the last 60. episode, I, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in the movie theater when we went and saw that one too. That was pretty bad. It's bad. He's 60. Yeah, he's 60. When did X-Files premiere? Like 92 or 93? 
It was 93. It was early 90s. I mean, the 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 music and the wardrobe still had the vibes of the of the 80s. Jeez. I was like, man, David or Snow was the music person. I was like, man, look got her with her shoulder pad suit on and mouth like, <laughs> hey. but I could always go for some X-Files every now and then just plug that in. It's good stuff. Yep. So that's, that's been my entertainment over the last couple of weeks. It was a 93. Yeah. 93 sounds about right. All right. So whose pick is it in the who would win segment this episode? <sighs> Fellas, I am so pissed because I had a really good one and I can't remember what it was. If I asked if you if I wanted you to give if I could give you a sneak peek and you all said no and then I it's like out of my brain. So mm-hmm. I will pass this time. I don't know if it was my turn or not. I know we had Doug do it. Recently. Mine was before Doug's, so it's not my turn. Mr. Mazik. Sorry, I stole your vision two episodes ago. You could have used that. <laughs> all right. Catwoman versus black cat. Oh, all right. Let's get a little info here. Was that a DC versus Marvel matchup? No. No, Catwoman faced Elektra. Yeah, but wasn't there like an additional matchup? Like, wasn't there a card or something with the two of them? I don't know. All right, so Catwoman Selina Kyle is a fictional character created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane, who first appeared in The Cat in Batman number one back in 1940. So team uh, alter ego Selina Kyle selena Kalab, whatever i don't even i'm not even gonna try to say that sorry if if listeners haven't figured out i don't do well with names so uh team affiliations justice league batman family outsiders gotham city sirens birds of prey injustice league partnerships i say wasn't i thought she was in outsiders and partnerships obviously batman notable aliases the cat irena dubaronova dubaravana some shit i don't know abilities expert burglar skilled hand-to-hand combat skilled gymnastics utilities uh bullwhip sharp retractable claws and climbing so she premiered back in 1940 all right is that the uh was that the long purple skirt uh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right black cat fictional character appearing in america comic books published by marvel comics she first appeared in amazing spider-man 194 back in july 1979 so almost a full 40 years later after Catwoman. So created by Marv Wolfman and Dave Cockrum. Alter ego. Marv Wolfman. Alter ego Felicia Sarah Hardy. Place of origin Flushing, New York. Team affiliation Heroes for Hire. Defenders. Black Cats Gang. Partnership Spider Man. Uh, abilities Expert Burglar. Alt- alters probability fields to cause bad luck towards others that's interesting martial artist and hand-to-hand combat skilled gymnast heightened strength agility balance and vision ability to see in various ranges of electromagnetic spectrum via contact lenses and utilizes grappling hook sharp retractable claws and spring-loaded climbing so like a souped up version of selena kyle (laughs) it would appear (laughs) <laughs> All right, Mark, it's your matchup. Take it away, buddy. Boy, I would probably say Catwoman. And why so? Just as for years of experience, her, I think personally that she's a, probably a better fighter. Mm-hmm. I just, my opinion, based off what I know of both characters, I think that she's a better fighter. 
She's very clever. She's quick on her feet. You know, Black Cat, you know, she's run, she's hung up with Spider-Man. So, I mean, she used to be his partner. So, I mean, she's definitely, you know, she'd give Catwoman a run for her money. But I just think that Catwoman has just a level of uh, intellect that just, I don't think Black Cat really has. I mean, she's, Catwoman is very, I mean, she's a true burglar, you know? I mean, I think that she has probably has certain equipment that she could use, you know? We're not talking about as far as stealing, but I just think that I, my, my, I go with Catwoman. All right. Rob? I think I'm going to go with Catwoman only because I, I look at her as kind of a ninja. You know, like one of those like sneaky, stealthy, but she's going to kick your ass if she's, you know, backed into a corner. You know? She's very um, vicious if, if she's backed into a corner. I do think like... I'm I'm looking at some of the foes that she has faced. I do think, you know, if she's facing anybody that's, you know, of Batman caliber, like a Lady Shiva, she's going to get her ass kicked. But I just I was about to say that. I was just about to say that. Now, mind you, she can't go up against Lady Shiva. She could definitely, you know... But, like, Batman can barely go up against Lady Shiva. So it's like, you know, I think... But I think she could hold her own with, uh, like, the Black Cats of the world. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely think it would be a pretty drawn out fight. I think it would, I think it, again, it's going to come up to, uh, kind of some wittiness and some stealth, uh, to kind of win that. Cause I'm sure we'll go in and out of kind of direct combat versus, you know, some hidden combat and just, just things like that. So that's, that's my two cents. I honestly think that Catwoman is more of a resilient street smart. I mean, she basically grew up in the gutter. So I think she has a lot of flight characteristics about her. Like she is always going to do what is in the best interest of herself and protecting herself Sure. to kind of piggyback off of what you said. Like you back her in a corner, like she's going to, she's going to be vicious. Um, I don't, I, I could totally see a scenario where like these two characters would like team up on some kind of heist. And I don't, I, and when I envision them go, doing battle, I don't see it going to the death. I can see Selena doing something sneaky and something distracting or disorient, something that would disorientate black cat to where she would just sneak away. Like, I just think that's how she is. She's almost like, and I get what you're saying, Rob, where like, she's almost like a ninja. I don't know if she's got the martial arts aspect of a ninja. No, just like the secrecy, like the yeah. the hiding, the hiding in the shadows type stuff, yes. not the combat. The I can te- definitely... some of the some of the techniques of a ninja, but yes, I agree, not the martial arts, a hundred percent. I think that this matchup is pretty intriguing, but I just think that in the long run, I think we would all just be kind of disappointed to the point where I think Selena would win, but in terms of just trying to sneak away. You know what I mean? I really think Selena's got more street smarts. I think that, you know, Black Cat, she's good at what she does, but I think that as far as the the stealing and being the cat burglar, she, she seems more commercial about it. And with Selena, it's more like her nature. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So unanimous three votes for Catwoman over. That seems to be falling into the... The Black Cat. Falling into a pattern here. Yeah. I think that's... Four in a row? Something. At least three in a row. So, yeah. Rob, I can't wait for you to watch WandaVision. I was going to go turn it on after we're done here. Nice. I think you just should. I'm just not... Uh, I fell asleep watching The Exiles. I might have to skip around. <laughs> no, like, dude, WandaVision is... It's it's a really quick watch. So you'll be surprised how fast it goes. So 
it's enjoyable all right so next episode i think we'll be talking about batman catwoman number two so we'll we'll hit on that and uh so i have a question so just throwing this out there i was quite intrigued by dr doug thinking about maybe doing like a watch party on these snyder cuts we could probably do that what do you think of that mr mazik i'm down maybe uh maybe we'll watch it and then maybe do a commentary or something different throw in some new spice something yeah i'm down i'll have to think that through a little bit so i say we'll review catwoman batman number two and then uh maybe we get back into some top arcs to review and stuff like that in the future so uh, another really good episode boys until next time this is rich this is mark and this is rob um again happy uh new year hope you will uh Click a like, a subscribe, and leave us a comment on your, you know, podcast app of choice. And uh, please send us an email um, if you want some stickers or if you have any ideas. Again, we're still uh, very much interested in some matchups that you would suggest. Uh, those are, again, those are the types of conversations that brought the three of us together 24 freaking years ago. So uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And thanks again. Thank you for listening to this RMR production. It sounded fun. Give it a listen. Give it a watch. This episode brought to you by the Stark Toaster Oven. <laughs>